This is Chris Raybold. Chris Raybold is this way. How are you today, Chris? Episode number 36. I am uh, fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I am in awe of our growing number of episodes. So, I mean, you know, now like 50 is like not that far away, seemingly, you know? I know. Well, uh, you know that 36 means that this is basically, I think we've only not released in a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. let's say it's 34 weeks mm-hmm. uh, since, or, or sorry, no, it would be uh, added. So it would be 38 weeks since we started. Incredible. Um, so yeah, it's been, we've been at home for a while. It's, it's been pause. (laughs) (laughs) What has it been? What is the math on that? Holy shit. Remember at the beginning, what these guys don't know is like, remember we would like knock out two. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, do the two bangers and then just be wasted when it was over. (laughs) Yeah. Just because, you know, we, we put a lot into these things. We, we enjoy, we like talking about stuff. And, um, so Anyway, episode 36, good times. Um, what would you like to talk about for this one? I don't know how to how to paraphrase it other than uh, or what what you're better you're better at this part. What <laughs> what how do we what do we label this? Well, I thought that maybe some people might be interested in what we do as far as backups go mm-hmm. um, in regards to our gear in general, mm-hmm. but also like, um, you know, these days as uh, front house engineers, we're also recording engineers and we're collecting mm-hmm. shitloads of data and um, keeping track of all of that is, mm-hmm. um, is a, is a job within itself. File um, management. Maybe we can talk a little bit about how you do file organization and, mm-hmm. or how we do file organization and how we, can keep track because I don't know about you, but um, I mean, just recently. All right. So uh, Lincoln Park released a hybrid theory 20th anniversary thing. Mm-hmm. And both their manager and their record guy um, called me over, you know, a six month period. And we're like, Hey, do you have such and such a show? We need the bass guitar from. Oh, wow. Well. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, but you got to give me a few minutes to yeah. figure out where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I have, um, a great tool to help with that. So, um, I'll, t- I'll talk about that maybe a little cool. bit, later on. Cool. but, um, let's start with what your philosophy is, um, for backup in general. You know, I know we both use the SD seven, which means we have two engines, Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a backup in itself. It's the only console out there that actually has two, uh, complete mm-hmm. engines and can switch with uh, switch audio with the, you know, switch of a button. Um, have you ever had to do that? Have you ever had to, to swap to engine B in the middle of a show? I have been swapped, <laughs> you know, not at my, it has swapped for me oh, many wow. times. Um, yeah, definitely for sure. Or, uh, you know, and I've also been on those tours where for whatever reason we run on B, like it, it gets to be when you, when you get an SD seven world, 
SD seven world two. It, for me, it has become a thing of superstition as well. Like I'll just have better luck on B. And so I'll run on B. And then if it, something happens, it goes to a, um, that's funny because it is like, for me, it's, it's like a flight checklist. Oh like yeah. Starting in SD seven is like getting in a Cessna and, mm-hmm. uh, going through all your checklists before you, you go. And, and making sure you do things in a sp- specific order, specific you know, order. turning servers on, turning racks on, yes. turning all these. There really is an art. I had a, I knew a guy who his whole like juju around starting an SD7 properly was to just turn it on and walk away. That just like not don't he didn't want to sit there and see that wait why is it doing that today he just but I get it though I mean I I kind of want to be around when it's doing what it's doing but um. I want to see what's happening and see if any weird error message comes up or whatever. Um, And I think also, though, we should say um, Mm -hmm. I have noticed on my end anyway, now that um, we're getting into quantum engines and newer versions of stuff, um, it used to be like really (laughs) sketchy, like starting up an SD7 in the old days, 10 Mm -hmm. years ago, was Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work today. Let's right. see what happens. And yeah. then you'd have to shut it down and start it up like six times sometimes, you know? Yep. Oh, man. And uh, I think for a lot of us, it's this, if you were part of that. If era. you lived that, that's what I'm saying. If you yeah. lived that now, which right. it isn't that anymore. It's not. Like literally, you know, um, you fire up a quantum now and it's pretty good. I mean, there's especially I hardly with, have any issues. Yeah, especially with ways. it's it's just holding hands i mean it's like boom it's fast um you know uh and all the updates and all the stuff and now with super rack um Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty solid like i i am way less concerned (laughs) about Mm -hmm. startup than i used to be but but still if you've lived that you i'm still like sitting there watching it like yeah and, you know, it's so, you know, to, to kind of, to, to answer your question, really, have I ever been on the receiving end of a, of an engine swap of essentially it doing what it's supposed to do, which is saying, Hey, there's an issue. Let's go to the backup. Um, and it's not even a backup. It's a, it's a parallel is the yeah. way that I like to think of it. You know, um, I've certainly been there and that is a jar, even though it just did what it was supposed to. And thank you for doing it console. Yeah. There's still that little, like what happened totally. And, and then God forbid it kicks you back and you get in that, that sort of thing, you know, but, yeah. um, but yes, um, definitely have been there. Definitely have been there. I've only one time had to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, and it was spooky as hell. It was a show in like Argentina mm-hmm. um, with uh, Justin Bieber. Uh, and I, uh, I did line check and listened to everything individually and everything was cool. Um, and this is why some people like to at least hear something coming out of groups <laughs> mm-hmm. because I did, I soloed all my stuff in, in PFL and checked everything. And then when the show started, came out of the hole and it would, nothing was passing. It, well, it was the most horrendous combination of digital audio really glitching in the world. I mean, it was just like oh. you know, full roar oh. and muted. Um, and uh, so anyway, long story short, I, I was on the A engine. I opened up and it was that, 
And I was right. like, oh my God, you know, switched right. over to the B engine uh-huh. and it was still doing it. Oh, I switched the audio to the B engine and it was still doing it. So A and B mm-hmm. are still out of control. Mm-hmm. I stayed on the B, um, un, um, um, what's that called? Network. Yeah. Um, and, uh, restarted the A engine while I was sitting on the B engine, uh, for the longest, yes, you know, whatever that was 30 seconds of my life. Yes. Uh, while the A engine's booting up A engine's booting up, boom, it mm-hmm. boots up. I switch over to the A and then it was fine. And for the rest of the show, and you ran unmirrored, I would assume I ran that. unmirrored on the A engine for the rest of the show with the B mm-hmm. engine broke. Right. Uh, the entire time. So, right. um, and that's the only time. And since then, um, I always, during a line check, do at least a guitar through it or mm. something through the PA besides walk-in just to gotcha. see, make sure that stuff is like going through buses and, you know. You know, um, it's funny. I, I've never spoken to anybody about this. I have gotten in the habit of <clears throat> I'll take my walk-in music. Yeah. And after I'm done line checking and everything, yep. it, it's more of like a calm, a nervous, calm tick <laughs> where I'll start sending it through. Oh, cool. I'll take, That's I'll take it out of the master yeah. and I'll send it through the music bus or I'll send it through things just, just to do that for that, for that very reason. Just for like, are we, sh- are, are yeah. we sure everything's going where it's supposed <laughs> to be going? You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, it could still screw up, you know I mean? You can still do that and have, you know, some sort of glitch happen. The, these things that we use these days, they're all computers. And I don't know about right. you, but like every couple of days, my laptop comes to a screeching roaring halt. Totally. You know, it just, I mean, crash, you know, crash right. Rama. And so have to reboot it and have to get everything going. So we're using, you know, I mean, uh, I forget what the number is. I have like a huge amount of no- computers in my front house rig, you know, yeah. a bunch of Mac minis and, and um, servers and, you know, the, the two huge computers that are in the SD seven. And, you know, sometimes they just, you know, they just yeah. crash. And it so happens. Um, we do all we can to prevent stuff from like that happening. Um, you know, and, and I of course got called into the principal's office and right. you know, had to explain <laughs> myself, but it's, you know, basically the, the explanation is, is that gear breaks, you know what I mean? And right. so I'm, I am doing everything I can to have the right backup. Um, and in this particular case, who knows why, um, mm-hmm. because both engines were mirrored, they both crashed you know? Right. So that stuff just happens. Um, and you know, there, there's an interesting point in there too. And first of all, you know, cause you've been on the SD seven for a minute. If you've only had to like force a change once. Yes. And that's excellent. Yes. Like I've, I've had to do it a ton. Um, no, oh really? I, that's yeah. only one time in the uh, shit. I don't know how many years. And I've, you know. I've got that thing though. Like I'm like the bug finder. You know, like I, I just, I am cursed. I, I totally, it's funny, even a few weeks ago when I went to go do my one now famous, because it's the only thing I've done uh broadcast gig a few weeks ago, I unearthed some new bug, you know, just in a, a matter of days so on the first day, I think I found it, but, um, but it's interesting with the SD seven, uh, it's greatest fail safe is also at times its biggest Achilles heel. Of course. Like those, those two engines running in concert because it can be something small 
that just completely freaks them out. And that's what that is why, of course, I know you know this, but for the, those listening, there are, there are a lot of people that they, they want the single engine. They'll risk only having one engine to not have to deal with the possible weirdness yeah. of the, of the two, you know, yeah. and I, and I get that. I get it too. But, uh, but I also want to point out that nowadays I feel super comfortable being mirrored on. It's quantum. way better. And yeah, I mean, it, it all is much faster. There's yeah. no, you know, it used to five years ago, it used to be like, you could just tell that mm-hmm. there was two machines like going, yep. I hate you. Yes. Um, yeah. And you know, you could just, you could watch, you know, when you're watching a computer that's about to crash and you, yep. you start noticing things get slower. The meter and, bridge would always get slow yes. and you try to swap and it wouldn't swap and then it would swap <laughs> fast. And yes, dude, I know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that is just not the case anymore, at least in my <clears throat> experience, um, you know, with quantum for the last three years, however long it's been out. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, uh, but you know, I mean, that stuff happens. How about a uh, wave server? Are you a four wave server guy or just a two? I'm a two wave server guy. Okay. So the way, I. yeah, I was gonna say the way that I do that redundancy works for me <clears throat> in Digico world is the, uh, just two serve one server per, per engine, per engine yep. right. And then for my other stuff, um, for my outboard stuff, it's in the OptiCore loop. So it's common to, to both engines. So I don't need to double that. And then with, uh, there's a number of ways to run these other servers, but like for me, my UAD stuff, it run, it's also in an, in the OptiCore loop. Oh, and so, okay. yeah, you can run it. There's this thing. What's the name of the company? Of course, DDR, What's the name of the company? Well, no, it's an OptiCore device. It's made by OptiCore. Oh, okay. And so, cool. yeah, so you don't need So it multiple. turns Maddie into OptiCore or something? Or what's exactly. coming out of the UAD? Maddie, yeah. It, yep, yep. And so that's cool. So you don't need multiple servers. And ultimately, I guess you could do, you could do what the Waze stuff that way too. But um, that's the way I ensure that what's on one is what's on the other. Yeah. You know? um, I mean, there are some people that uh, certainly if you have a single engine console, anything, any, not even Digico, any other console um, or a single engine Digico console, I absolutely recommend that you have two servers on that single engine. Period. Definitely. But Definitely. on SD7, um, you can have four servers so that there is a backup server per engine. And there mm-hmm. are some people that do that. Um, and I don't subscribe to that because I figure if one of my engines dies, either the wave server or the engine itself, I'm just going to switch to the other engine and other server anyway. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, so um, anyway, that I am, I'm the same way. I carry two servers, one per engine. And, and uh, that knock on wood has been, been pretty solid um especially yeah. recently with super rack um what else what else in your uh rigs that maybe there's two of or something that you always feel like you need a backup for um you know do you in your analog world um do you plan ahead mm-hmm. for like inserts like if something fails in analog world is something you have quick macros or something like that Yeah, I do. Well, first of all, as far as actual analog pieces go, if I can get away with it, like my stereo bus chain is oftentimes duplicated. So if I lose it, I can quickly, there's another insert to to get to it. Um, But yeah, and as far as 
as far as macros to disengage, essentially, yeah, I always, there have been tours where I have tempted fate and blown it off for a whole tour, meaning I've gone two years going, I really ought to do that. You know, um, in fact, somebody texted me the other day about something and I was talking about the importance of, I always try to check my, I talk about it on here a lot with my inserts, whether it's analog or plug-in or whatever, I, I, every so often I go back and check myself that I'm not just adding gain everywhere. So in the instance that I have to turn it off, whether it's because it just shuts the fuck down or because I go to the macro and say, in this case, guys, it would be a macro that would just remove all of the inserts, yeah. you know, in, a, in like an oh shit kind of deal, um, that the whole show doesn't drop right. XD, XDB, you right. know? So yeah, for me, I always try to have, um, I always try to have the ability to, with the press of a button, I can disengage all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the Jay Z tour, I was doing analog summing. So I was going to that Neve, whatever that thing is, 50, right. 60, that one. something or other. That thing. Um, so I was, I made a bunch of stems, you know, that were going out to there being summed and then on their way out. But I, it kind of freaked me out. I was like, this, I don't know why. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just because I don't use a lot of analog stuff usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I built all kinds of like macros that were got rid of the stereo bus, got rid of the, the inserts, got rid of, you know, so that literally I could take the entire, I did it for two reasons. One reason I wanted to be able to do one button A and B comparison yeah. between analog summing and not analog summing for just for my own, like, okay, is it really doing something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also that if all of that cabling, you know, cause I was an entire other stage rack and, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of analog cabling going anywhere, everywhere, uh, every day and all kinds of NC14s and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I was like, I want to be able to just knock that out of there and be back completely in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, that's the one and only time that I've used that much analog stuff. And, and I built kind of some crazy macros just to have a backup of getting out of that. If I needed mm-hmm. it, um, mm-hmm. never had to use it. Um, it always cool. worked and it was always great, but, um, I guess I made me sleep better at night. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, I, I get it. <clears throat> um, you know what, now that I think about it, I did have one, gosh, what was it? I say recently, of course, forget that this year is a wash. It, it was, I had one, like I've had plenty of times where a has kicked me to B or B again, the, 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 the console did its job. Um, but the last big, like force, like, okay, we're going, we're going, we're going to be do it now was when, and I don't know if I've ever told the story here before. <clears throat> I know I've told it to you before. Cause there's like a, there's a punchline in here when I had a real, I hadn't had any issues between waves and Digico in a while. And again, being the bug whisperer, when I came back to Bruno at the end of 2018, there was just all hell broke loose. And it got to the point to where we were having a lot of dropouts. And it was just, they were not, and it it was cats and dogs and everybody's pointing their finger at one another. And I had for 10 days, I had representatives, plural, from Waves, Digico, and Claire. Uh Uh, And it got to the point to where Bruno caught wind of it, you know? And I'm walking down the hallway one day and he's like, Hey man, you know, and he's basically like, what's going on? Yeah. Like what's up, what's up, you know? And, uh, big brother's watching and I, and I knew, I knew he knew there's no way he couldn't, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And so I just told him, I was like, look, man, I'm doing all I can, blah, 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 blah. Just truthful with honest with him. Uh, but then my buddy Charles, his studio guy later told him he kind of had my back and went in and, and reinforced the fact that he's like, look, Chris has a team of scientists out yeah, there right. every night. <laughs> you know, I've told you this, <laughs> but, um, it was during that, that we just, man, nobody could figure it out. And it was one night. I even remember what song it was. And it was like, all right, we got to bail. And it was, I can't remember if it was an engine swap. I think it was like an engine swap and a macro block. It was this uh, whole big thing. Yeah. And the win of it all, it, it sounded markedly worse uh, because uh, there was so much EQ was lost, you right, know, right, 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 right. forget just dynamics, just the brightness and stuff was lost, but it didn't drop in level. And I remember thinking like, okay, that's the win. Now that's the funny win. part, and this yeah. is what happens when you work for an artist that just watches and listens so intently, particularly after the fact that night, I got a text that says, why do we sound like this? Oh. And it was from, it was from that song when I did it. Of course I was flying high that the whole show didn't just tank. Didn't fall apart. And like, you had to kick people out because the it, audio wasn't working. It's like, exactly. You know, know, but he was right. But I was like, yo, man, you're lucky like, yo, <laughs> you don't even know, man. Yeah. You're lucky this shit even worked. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's um, crazy, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know what other measures. I mean, I feel like, when it comes to gear backup, which first of all, to have a, to even have a redundant engine, how amazing is that? Because yeah. people have, people have carried spare consoles for years, but most people didn't like, we got to remember the, the bulk of the industry is not carrying, there's no room for spare anything, but a spare console means set it up means yeah. a number of things to have one at the ready like that is so amazing. So, I mean, I kind of just do the, the best I can to ensure that when it, swaps over we're in a good place you know i'll also have um i'll start carrying i know you you've got a million mac minis at front of house i don't think i have as many as you but i i do now have like a spare that's one spare that's running smart that is capable of running everything yeah smart ua waves whatever the system processors you know what i mean I've, uh, we've always got that in play i think that's super important nowadays if, if budget allows to, to have something like that yeah l let's talk about that a little bit because my gear i carry my own all my own gear and i know that you have some of your own gear but you usually are using like a console from the sound company yeah. waves are coming from the sound company et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, but from my perspective of owning my own gear i mean i have an entire trunk full of backup stuff and mm -hmm. one of them is uh, for example there's you know i have two wave servers which means i could go to either engine but there's also a third server that's mm -hmm. you know going around with us around the world in a box I, I, same here you yep. know um there is two mac minis um in addition to the mac minis that are in use and both of those mac minis are loaded with the most important Mac minis. In mm -hmm. other words, they they're backed up from whatever the two that are like mission critical Mac minis, you know, like the record Mac mini or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there is a hard drive that is a, I back up pretty often. I would say at least once a month mm -hmm. um, of every computer in the, in the loop there. Um, so that I could take one of those Mac minis if it were in the afternoon, not during a show, but in the afternoon, I could take one of those Mac minis. And if it's not the one that has the information on it, 
I, I have a hard drive that has all six, you know, that's cool. Um, and so, uh, you know, all those things are important. And I, I have a whole trunk that has, you know, backup cable, um, backup, mm-hmm. uh, connections, um, for every cable and every, every interconnect cable that exists in my world, there is a backup version of it, at least one, um, in that trunk. Um, and you know, so it's like shit happens. Like people come along and, you know, knock a connector off the back of your rack or whatever. And so you got to deal with all that. And I know, I know that sound companies are pretty good about that too, but I am really anal about it. Like I have an entire trunk that's just full of almost one of everything that I have. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a case full of peace of mind is what that is. You know, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, st- stupid stuff like mouse, you know, there's backup, man, that is not stupid. I'm telling you, I have lost this thing yes. before rolled under a, oh. and the, lost my mind yes. and then trying to, where's our other one? We don't have it. You yeah, know what no, I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge, that's a keyboards, huge mice, you know, all the things yep. that you are like, you know, don't really think about, but are like, you know, when they break, you go, Oh shit. Um, you know, uh, do you, have you ever been in a situation where you're triggering stuff from front of house? Cause that's happening right now to me at, in Ironman. Do you trigger any talking about for the stage? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like sounds. So, um, not, no, no, not, not to the degree that you're asking. Okay. You know? So for instance, in Iron Maiden, um, I'm the guy that triggers all of the intro stuff in between. So, you know, like, uh, uh, woe to you, O earth and sea, you know, the big Mm -hmm. Iron Maiden intros in between Uh these songs, um, that are, you know, iconic, um, come from me. And so, um, that's scary. I can't just have that in one place in my mm-hmm. rig because what if it doesn't fire what if it doesn't work you know um so the main function of that is um a uh, machine sampler you know machine m-a-s-e-h-i-n-e mm-hmm. um and i only did that and put them on a, a little small pad because it's easy to reach over and grab you know there's nine intros or whatever. Uh, it's not that many like six intros mm-hmm. um and they're all right in front of me on the stupid colored pads it's very easy to just right. grab um, but that's using a computer and computers crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it is not only there, but it is also on the another Mac mini, which is the same Mac mini that runs intro or sorry, that runs uh, walk-in. So if that fails during the show, the mm-hmm. B input of that on the console is mm-hmm. the walk-in of this computer over here. And it's literally like in iTunes. And so if it crashes, I can go over to my iTunes and like, okay, yes, it's clunky, but it's going to work at least. Right. Um, And those are the type of things that you guys should have in place. If it's mission critical, you Mm -hmm. know, um, if I don't have those things working, can you imagine like, it's never happened to me, but can you imagine if there was (laughs) no, There's no way because I'm basically the one uh, telling them when to start. Like I'm yeah. starting their song. Yeah. Um, and so they would be standing up there just like going, uh, you know, start. Them. Well, particularly if you're going to take that sort of task on. Yeah. You better be quadruple prepared. For sure. For, for failure. That's yeah. my point is that you have to have, 
tons of backup of all of that. If, if you are using mission critical things that are like to, you know, if, if it doesn't work, then the show's over kind of right. Thing. You need and to- almost to veer a little from the topic, but not really, but just the notion of spares. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty bad about, I want a spare of everything. Yeah. Including microphones. Like if we've got two fancy schmancy oh. over, overheads, no, we have 100%. three, if not four. That's a know? great, I'm glad you brought that up. Every yeah. single microphone on the stage has a backup that never gets pulled out. And, and, and you'll, yeah. And you'll get this. It, it is such a part of my life that the notion of spares has crept into my private life. Like I'll, you know, I, I'll use the terminology often. Like, well, we got to have a spare. We got to have spares, you know? Um, it's sad. But love, so true. Love, you talked about your own personal trunk with extra stuff. Like I love knowing if, if I get wind that we don't like, I don't, I don't get super involved in the, yeah, of I course. don't know what cabling trunks we have, but I've, I know we have spares caddies. Like I need to hear that word mentioned often. Yes. You know, they could have any number of things in there because, you know, God forbid, what do you do? Like, what yeah. do these people do that don't have, that aren't no, and You know what? You bring up a really good point. It's something, listen, if you have a reputable sound company, of course they're going to bring spares, but they might not bring as many spares as you think they do. Right. And it's a conversation that you should have with your sound company, right? Yeah. You can say, well, what spares are you bringing with me? Is there a alternate wave server for when my one of mine die? Yeah. Um, you know, Ooh, here's another one. We ca- I always make sure to carry now and given guys, I realize, <clears throat> you know, a lot of these things we're talking about are factors of privilege, you know, like for we're, sure incredibly but we uh, we make no bones about the fact that we we know exactly where we sit and we're very grateful for that and et cetera, et cetera. so there there's our disclaimer um you but, know but and, even i you know i argue even in the lowest budget yeah if they're providing you with a console and a wave server there better be a backup wave server there, there better be a backup wave yeah. server right and then but i was going to say i often not often i always ask to carry an extra engine Yes. Which is no small expense. No, it's you know? not. But, and, and because I've, I've had, and you know, you think, well, you've got two, man, you, you just don't, you'd be surprised. And again, if you've been on the platform long enough, like, again, I started on it when it came out and, uh, you know, I've, I've seen them catch fire. I've been there when this, that happens. Uh, we always have, there is always one extra server floating, you know, to be used if, if we're both using the same console on either end of the snake, it's for either of us, but there is always a, a spare server there. That's that's really funny that you bring that up. The the end of that Bieber story that I told you was mm. at the next show. I said I'm not using either one of these engines. Like, oh yeah. So, uh, so mm-hmm. go. We're gonna pull the B engine out of the yep. monitor console. Sorry, yep. Alex, you're getting one engine tonight, and yep. I'm using that one that I know hasn't failed mm-hmm. because I know that these two have failed. Yes. And until we figure out what's wrong with these two, there's mm-hmm. no way that I'm using that. And so I, you know, we didn't, we weren't carrying a, an additional engine, but I stole the B engine out of the monitor console. Cause I wasn't going to play. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, and of course the, the sound company got two new engines there, you know, who knows what that cost overnight mm-hmm. to Chile or you know, whatever yeah. it was. Right. Um, but you know, yeah. Um, I remember one time I went to, I was at eighth, another brief aside. I remember being at eighth day sound and this was a while ago. <clears throat> this is probably, 
this is probably 10 years ago. And at their front door were just stacks of servers <laughs> because it was something that they so commonly, you know, yeah. were either re both receiving, sending out, leaving via traditional shipping methods versus like local. It was just on the go, ready to go at all times was, sure. was a server at any given moment. Yeah. I mean, stuff breaks, like I said. Uh, engine, rather. Sorry, engine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff breaks. Um, yep. it, it just happens. I mean, I, I've had um, many wave servers over the over my you know tenure of. Uh, I've had two of them mechanically break, like the fan broke off in the middle of it, and you know mm -hmm. you're pushing the case, and you can hear something rattling inside, going, "Oh, this isn't good," and then you right. turn it on. Um, and then I've had a couple of you know just full on software crashes or hardware crashes, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it just happens, man. I mean, stuff happens. And it, that's why we have, a, that's why I have an entire trunk full of stuff because, mm -hmm. you know, we're out there beating this stuff up and you got to have the ability to, to keep going. Um, yeah. So uh, backups are important. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, file management. Yes. Um, and since we're, we're on the backup, Mm -hmm. um, thing here. Um, how do you keep track of all this recording that we're doing? Yeah. Like, literally what's your, what's your, I don't know. What's it, How do you handle what's, it? What's the process? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> when you mentioned that Lincoln park scenario, what I was thinking to myself was, you know, the answer to that question for me with any act would vary because like, I mean, I've got some tried and true methods that after as, you know, as a result of time I'm now comfortable with and I, and I just stick with, but even like labeling schemes change so often or, you know, drive types or, or this and that. Um, my thing now, okay. As far as you want to talk about record or file management of recording. Well, first of all, just tell us a little bit, you know, everybody kind of has their own version of what file management is so that, you know, what stuff is for mm. instance for me you know i'm always like the in the file name is always like the date the band mm. the city um mm. and what is related to that specific save right mm. and mm. all of that is accessible outside of digico like i could just put it on my laptop and see that that was oh that was four days ago and that was in such and such a city Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll tell you why in a minute, why I label stuff that way, but it's consistent throughout it's console, um, files are labeled that way. It's wave files labeled that way. It's, uh, record files are all labeled similarly so mm -hmm. that they all could be found pretty easily. Do you have a method yep. like that? I do. And, and the one unifying thing for me is the way, and again, this is nothing groundbreaking, but for me, it's the way I write the date and everything yeah. begins with that date for yes. me, for obvious reasons. It's the numerical search is the easiest. So it would be, you know, 2008, 23 for yes. August 23rd, 2000. It begins with that dot artist, uh, dot city. And then, then it would be, if it's like, if there are multiple sets, yeah. Then, then I'll tweak a little and I, and I will save, oftentimes I will save sound checks. Um, sometimes I don't and sound checks go with the first set or the, you know, or the, for whatever, if it's something like that. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll do it that way. Uh, and for me, 
Yeah, no, it's very systematic. Like they, they all look the same. Cause, and it used to be, I would be really bad. I'd be out on, who knows, I'd be on Beyonce for a while and I'd have whatever the gorge. Like, what does that mean? Like 20 years after the fact, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is exactly what I mean is mm -hmm. that um, the reason that we're so consistent now about labeling those things is because in case we have to come back to it years from now, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I always end up working for artists that always come back to me and say, Hey, you know, what about that show and such and such? And I'm just like, Oh man, I, you know, that's yep. crazy. I'll, I'll go find it. But, um, so I want to share with you guys, uh, there's a thing called Neo finder. Okay. It's an application. Um, it's a Macintosh application. I think there's also a windows version, but if not, it may only be an Macintosh, but it's called Neo finder N E O F I N D E R. And, um, I forget how much it costs. It's, you know, like 30 bucks or something, but what it does is basically it's a giant cataloger um, and any hard drive you can point to that hard drive and you can say, go look at that hard drive and catalog every single file that exists on that hard drive and keep track of all of it. Um, and it's all like super searchable. So, for instance, I gave you that LP example before. Um, I, I literally can go back to my Neo Finder and say, bass guitar, August 2016. Mm -hmm. And it will come up with, uh, you know, pretty much like only about four options. It'll say, okay, it's one of these four files and one of them is correct. I guarantee yeah, it. Um, that's killer. It's pretty rad. And it's also, um, it remembers when it catalogs, it remembers where it was. So like, uh, you know, like GPS or location services wise. Mm -hmm. So you can say, oh, I was in China that one time that I cataloged. Let's go find the Chinese, you know, thing. And it'll, it'll pop up and, you know, give you whatever a catalog that day. Mm -hmm. Um, it's pretty amazing. It's a, it's a really great little, little mm -hmm. tool. Um, in fact, you know what, I'm going to launch it and yeah, I was going to say, pull it up, show you an example, just so you can see what's going on. Let me try to do that. While you're looking at that, I got a, <clears throat> a quick point too, about my show files. Um, my, my recording stuff is generally pretty cut and dry it's like maybe a sound check maybe a sound maybe just the show this or that but my show files are often i i save often which means i have to clear them out often as well right you know? and i might and i will always have v1 v2 blah 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 throughout the day with something as well but the things you will always see in mind you will always see a post sound check right. even if there wasn't a sound check it just represents a certain part of the day yeah um you'll you'll always see a start and this is not the most professional sounding thing, but then I also always have something that says shows over. And that means exactly what it says, yeah. you know? So there, there and are, certain... are you, um, are you saving during the day to a USB key? Like I'm always saving to a key as well. I, I do this. I'll save the crit when I'm getting ready to walk away, I'll save to a yeah. key, yeah. you know, the key is in it at all times, but it'll be right when I'm getting ready to walk away. That's when it goes to the key. 
Gotcha. I know that uh, a while ago, that was like a bad idea to leave your USB key in there because if you... It was the startup usually that was scary. Um, But I don't think it's much uh, of a problem these days. But yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, uh, right before I walk away, that's the last thing I do is USB key in the SC7 and USB key in the Waves computer. Uh, And I save both of those files so that not that this has ever happened, but I mean, what if the console crashes in between soundcheck and the show and we can't get it to work again and some sound company has to bring me an SD7, you know? Yeah. Um, I have it in a key and we can, you know, go for it. And here anyway. in a minute, let's get into the backup of those show files too. Because yes, there's, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but here, let's look at this. This is just called Neo, this is NeoFinder. And I'll just give you an example like, um, you know, I don't know, let's pull up one of these, whatever, uh, let's pull up Bieber or something. So you can see, um, that it has all of my stuff. I can see what city it is, where it's from. And this is all searchable by the way. So, you know, if I go to quick find and I say like Bieber Milan or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll search and find it. Okay. So there it is Bieber Milan. Um, and then you'll see that, uh, underneath that is, all the wave files that exist. And so if there's something specific that somebody's looking for, all I have to do is go to that wave file. Then you'll see over here uh, in this section in the right hand. So can you see my mouse by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is over, all really cool. I over here in the right hand side, it tells you exactly where it is. In this case, it's in my large SATA drive in my closet. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's labeled as Bieber record one or whatever, um, tells you what the sample, you know, tells you all the information that you need to go find that. So mm-hmm. if for instance, somebody called me and said, Hey, that Bieber Milan show, I need the, uh, DJ vocal for that whole show. Mm-hmm. I would know exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's true for uh, everybody that I've worked for, you know, here's like a part cool. Motley slash <laughs> steel Panther. I love it. Love it. Um, so anyway, um, NeoFinder, check it out. It's, um, it's a great tool, man. It really is. It's the only, I started using it with LP because LP does that a lot. Like, you know, says, Hey, that show six months ago, uh, we want to mix that one song from that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it got a little crazy and I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to do this. Um, and actually this came from a lighting guy who's a video guy as well. And because this is actually a, a thing, it does audio files, obviously, but it also does photo files and video files. So if you're cataloging any of that kind of stuff, it does all that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But this guy, AJ Penn, who was the lighting director at the time uh, was like, dude, you got to get NeoFinder. It's the best. Yeah. And ever since then, it's like my life is so much easier when it comes to finding um, backup information. So Very cool. NeoFinder. There you Very go. Very cool. Yeah. Hot tip of the day for you. There it is. Pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip. Um, so you want to talk a little, we, you said you wanted to talk about backup of show files and wave files and that kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, also got, had an idea about talking about recording stuff too, but we'll get to it. We got plenty of time. Um, you know, for a while, it's not as though the cloud is anything new. I mean, it's been with us for quite a while, but right. if I can call myself out, man, there was been <laughs> only within the last like couple of years, have I really gotten my shit together with getting everything up on the cloud. 
to the point though, that I have lost a ton of show files. Like there was, there was just such a long period of time when, where I would have, you know, this computer would have, well, I know all my stuff's on there. I know, I know all of my, I know all of my D show it's on, they're on that computer. And I know they're also all on, on that one green key that I have. And I know that my Digico stuff is all on. Uh, I've got one of them here. One of the, I don't know if it's going to make it in the shot. I don't want to pull it out of this deal because it's got an iLock attached to it and I'm mixing right. as yeah. soon as we get off. But anyway, <laughs> one of those little blue yeah. keys that everybody loves for Digico. Like I would have the SSL would be on this and everything was so scattered and it drove me crazy. And then I would try to get my shit together and I would create a file, you know, and it would, it would live on a couple computers. Then finally I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Just get it all up in the cloud. And it's tedious to do so. Yeah. And again, in the process, there's a lot of stuff that I don't have. Am I really going to be, is anyone going to ask me to get a, I don't know what file from 2007? No, they're not. But out of curiosity, there's stuff that I used to do that I'd like, I wish I could still reference, you know? So I've got a pro I've got a thing now to where, and I really don't like Dropbox, but I use Dropbox for some reason for this and I'll have, why don't you like Dropbox? I love Dropbox. I don't know, man. It's just clunky. Something about it to me, clunky Facebook or uh, Dropbox feels like Facebook to me. I'm like, see, I don't use the application. I use it. I, I totally use it as a file in my finder. You know yeah, what I mean? same. That's the best way to use it. And yeah. I, and I do that too. And I do that too. There's just still, I don't know what it is. There's just certain things sometimes, or I'm just like, it's totally valid. I get it. I just was curious. Yeah. Cause like, and they'll update it and you used to go over here to do it. And now you go over here and what used to be the three dots is now. And it's just, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, what I have now is fear change. Is that what you're saying? You fear change. I fear change greatly. <laughs> yes. I fear change too. I get it. Uh, yeah, every moment. So I will have, it'll be the artist. I have a show file folders and then I will have what were the MRDB files from yep. the old waves, what are now, what is it, SPKR? Yep. And, and then the, the UA stuff, you got to be careful the way it's labeled. You know, I'll have different ones, but you got to be really meticulous about it, particularly if you're on tour, because it's easy to just start rolling. And next thing you know, you're like, fuck, I haven't backed up in a while, you know, but that is invaluable because you're not slave to where if you lose your backpack, you, you lose the one key or you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I'm a big yes. proponent of cloud storage and again, nothing groundbreaking. I would hope everyone here is doing it. Um, yeah, but worked. that's the key though, is to rem remind people that you, it takes, um, it takes you like doing it. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, I, I force myself mm -hmm. to take my, you know, key every once in a while, you know, probably every three or four days, Mm -hmm. um, shove it in there and dump, you know, dump it over to the Dropbox. And just so that I have a copy of that USB key yep. uh, cloud, you know, along with, you know, everything else. Um, I use, um, a, a thing called sync folders as well. It's another application, um, because I am, you're going to laugh, but I am crazy about stuff. Like I do backups of backups of backups. Like mm, I, no, I will not laugh. I would concur that you do that. <laughs> or I believe that with all my heart. <laughs> I am the crazy OCD guy that has, um, you know, a copy on the hard drive that is, from the Dropbox, but then mm -hmm. sync foldered to another external hard drive. Mm -hmm. 
Um, anyway, sync folders is, is also a great application that allows you to, whenever you make a change in a specific folder in your Macintosh, it makes the same change on whatever you tell it to. So if you have well, an external drive, yeah. it fixes the folders. It's not just the whole drive. Yeah. And that's the thing, because if you're going to have multiple places of storage, yep. you're actually asking to, sh you're just asking, you're to shoot yourself in the foot. If oh, you, you don't can have totally something. drag something over. Yes. Yeah, you can really screw that up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, this is one way to not do that. I, I have it on a setting where it only goes one direction. In other mm. words, if I, if I go to my external version of it, and drag a folder into that, it doesn't copy it back to this way. Mm -hmm. So I have to go one direction. It goes one direction through the three folders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get that. That doesn't sound like overkill to me. That sounds like being thorough and safe. Yeah. You know, I feel like I just went, hi, my name is Ken and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> right. I I uh, but no, I mean, seriously, I'm like super weird about that shit. Um, I have, but you know what gets weird about that? And I just want to say is that there's been times where there's something that I haven't touched in like three years. Mm-hmm. And then I can get confused about which one's right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I go, oh shit, I have three versions of that. I hope that they're all the same. But isn't that the point that it syncs yeah. them? No, no. Yes. If Since I've been using sync folders, but I'm yes. saying like in the past, yes. if I, if I, and that is the reason that I use sync folders is because now it straightens it all out and it's, it's fine. Um, yeah. But, but in the past, I've literally like pulled up three folders that were all labeled the same and all had different shit in them. Yeah. So then from three years ago. And so then you're like, uh, I don't know which one's the right one, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can really screw yourself over by being over OCD like myself. Right. Just be right. careful. Have yourself, you know, basically it, it, it comes down to have a method that works right. for you, whatever that is. Um, but you should never be in a situation where a file exists only in one place. Yeah, no, that's <clears throat> unless, I, yeah, that's, that is truly insane in this day and age, Yeah, you know? And that's kind of, again, coming from someone who, like I described all those scenarios, I kind of did that, but then I sort of had versions that weren't that. And then finally, now I am fully, yeah. it exists in multiple places. At the very least, you know, be using some sort of uh, like time machine or, yeah. or, you know, whatever, some, some sort of uh, super duper, one of those ones, some sort of thing that's backing up all of your files, at mm. least be using that mm -hmm. um, so that you, you have the ability to go after something when, you know, if you ever have a hard drive crash, I guarantee you, you will never not back up shit. Oh yeah. And I have, I've had an entire laptop crash that had all my information and it was not backed up. And ever since then. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that uh, there is a old MacBook pro that is sitting not too far from me now. I'm never going to recover it. I mean, it, it crashed seven years ago and it's right. one of the things that I'm was led me to this whole thing, you know, and there's so much good, like, old digico and d show <laughs> and so many amazing audio recordings that I had would I, I would store them internally on there you know yeah. and oh man that thing yeah and now you're you're super bummed that you don't have a an external version of it so just yep. you know back up do that yep. stuff 
Um, um, here's something else. So with regards to audio recording, um, that looks different for me depending on what the tour is. And what I mean by that is if I'm on a tour where I am the sole recording entity and I am the primary recording entity, then we will have multiple rigs. Uh, and they will look different. You know, one, again, I talk all the time, speak all the time about how I like to have pro tools for very specific reasons. So the main will always be pro tools. And then the backup could be, and has been anything in the world from Reaper to Cubase to you name it, you know, over the years, um, that little, what is that black box thing that like, I've, I mean, I've had any number of, uh, uh, what are that thing called? All kinds of DAWs. Yeah, just any anything in the world that it can be. Yeah, anything now, that what, collects data. Right. And then from that, how often do I back that up? You know, and then that, that opens a whole other can of worms as far as who's and, that, and actually with all of this recording stuff, it's like who's purchasing this? Is this production? Is this the sound company? Is this there's a whole number of things you got to think of, you know? Um but then if now that being said, if I'm on a tour where there is, um, I just mentioned my buddy Charles a little while ago, he's technically the main archiver or archivist rather every night and his rig is set up in monitor world. Okay. So like, I'll just trash stuff every, cool. every few days if I don't need it, you know, and I know he's got it, but of course his is from a different set of gain structure as mine. So I don't, use them interchangeably but as far as like do they exist are they in bruno's vault just with that particular act totally you know you know what i mean yeah Um, what about you my my standard operating procedure is um once i've done virtual sound check check the pa and if they do if it's a band that does sound check then once that's completed and i'm about to walk away Mm -hmm. i back up yesterday's show Mm -hmm. goes to us to an drive yep and yep. I, I start it and walk away. You know what I mean? Yep. So it has, you know, because we're talking 96K files, you know, 125 and 96K files. It takes. And hey, how much quicker is that nowadays, too? Oh, man. Yeah. You know, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but, but even at that, even at USB 3 speeds, um, you know, I'll start it at Soundcheck and walk away. And sometimes when I come back to start walking, it's still chunking away at it, you know, mm-hmm. um, trying to back that up. But, um, yeah, that's my standard operating procedures. I back up the show from the day before, you know, so there is a period of time uh, where from the end of a show and into a truck, traveling to somewhere and coming off of a truck back into another venue or mm. even a day off, there's a period of time where that show is susceptible <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because it's not backed up, right? Like I have, I back up every, you know, every show. Um, so if it's, you know, you have to gauge how important it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if there is a band that you work for that wants every single thing archived and wants to make sure a hundred percent that they have it, then the, I have a discussion with them. That's like, okay, then we need to talk about doing what you're doing, which mm-hmm. is having an archivist somewhere mm-hmm. else. Who's, you know, don't count on my virtual playback record machine to be one that's your archive machine. That's not the way this works. I'm happy to do that, but I'm also happy to tell you that it's not, you know, it's possible that you might lose that one show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just be clear about that. I'm also pretty clear with bands 
how many times have you been asked from a production manager, um, hey, we're going to do a video shoot in such and such a city and you're recording already, right? So we don't need to hire a truck. How many right. times has that happened to you? Right. A lot. Or, or the, 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 the one that always gets me is how, how so many people don't realize that like virtually everyone tracks now all the yes. time, yes. you know? They're like, hey, man, we've got this coming up. But we, re we really need to record. I have one artist I work for who will tell me all the time, hey, man, uh, big show tonight. Uh, make sure we're recording. I'm like, dude, we're recording four different ways every night. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but so, uh, my point to that was, you know, I, I generally am not running two record machines. I'm generally running one record machine. Mm -hmm. And so I have to have that discussion with a manager and a production manager and say mm -hmm. to them, listen, this thing that records every show works every night. It's been working for two years. It's great. But I know that this one time that you're paying half a million dollars for video, mm -hmm. uh, it's not the one and only thing that you want recording. You want something yeah. else. Just I often, I would prefer for them to bring in a truck or a fly pack. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Not just a, don't put a whatever in monitor world. Totally. You know, where they yeah. definitely don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Don't put like, don't give me another laptop to hobble it together. No call M3 or call whoever. hundred percent. Whatever you got to do, get something real. If it's know? that important, if you're spending, you know, half a million dollars on video, spend the extra $12,000 on getting the record guys to come. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, I've literally had that discussion a lot, you know, mm -hmm. like, Oh, you're already recording. And it's like, yeah. It's right. Computer. So yeah. And it's also like my hobby, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's not even my focus and I can only it's do not so much. even what I give a shit about. No. I start it. And if it crashes, I don't care. Yeah. I was looking at my resume the other day <clears throat> because we are where we are and I uh, was updating it and I noticed, Home Depot uh, or <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Did you put, and, you know, uh, past plumbing experience in there? Abso and absolutely. Uh, Lash arts nursery. My first job. <laughs> um, so that might not be too bad to work in the nursery at Home Depot. I, I, no, I, I, dude, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, but I was looking at this one recording credit that I have. Yeah. I don't, I've never been good at keeping up with my credits, but I, I was looking at this one and it's like a legit thing from 2012. And I was like, why was I the main recording? How did that even happen? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Now well, that I think back on it and the client, I know how it happened. I'm sure I, I waved my hands a million times and they were just like, Oh, whatever. It'll be fine. You know? And it was yeah. in that sense. And in that sense, it was. I had one recently, um, actually, Iron Maiden just released a live thing um, from South America um, that, you know, I archive everything, but nobody told me that that particular show was going to be something they were going to release. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And maybe they didn't even know that they were going to do that. But, but regardless, they just released a live thing that is the only way they got the tracks for it was it, got, it came from my... That, mm -hmm. you know, my archive. And I was thinking to myself, man, you guys should have told me. Yeah. We should have had another rig there if that was, you know, going to happen. Well, but that's, that's the way it works. You know, I think a lot of times 
people don't know. They don't either well, know. I know. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sure that's what happened, right? They mm -hmm. later on they said, Oh, you know, that was a really great show. Let's, you know, let's release that during this COVID time. And mm -hmm. um, so anyway, that's coming out soon. Um with so I'm gonna get a recording credit, <laughs> mm -hmm. but not because I knew that I was gonna get a recording credit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know, this reminds me right when we all started multi-tracking with, 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 with DAWs, not with digital tape or anything like that. Um, like I quickly noticed how sloppy it was in with regards to where this stuff went when oh, the tour man. was over, you know? And I mean, if people, first of all, if those of you interested only knew, let alone artist management only knew hap, ha, how, how haphazardly this stuff gets hundred percent. And people are getting better at it now. I really think they are. But like you need to, if you're out with an artist, again, I, I just, I spec, I don't ask permission to spec recording rigs. Like you own your own. And I guess technically I do too with MGBs and this and that, but I just start specking. I don't even ask yeah. anymore. Yeah. But um, I do at a certain point, make it very clear about where's this going? Who am I answering to? In what format, et cetera, et cetera. Here's an interesting story. Uh, the artist shall remain nameless, but one of the biggest artists in the world has been for over a decade now. Um, I hadn't been in their camp for a few years. This is maybe two years ago. I get an email from their manager and it's their manager's name on the email. I couldn't remember what his, he's had a ton of different emails. Yeah. He references all the right people. Ooh. He says all the right things. And he's asking about these tracks. I've heard about this. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I think I, yeah, I think I told you about this. So no, no, anyway. no. I'm just saying I've heard this has happened. Oh, this in people. general. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was like, it's phenomenal. The level of, of detective work they did and the way that they could quickly answer all of them. I was like, well, you know, such and such should have that and da, 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 da. But I also knew because I knew that at the time that I was on that tour, that those tracks would kind of bounce around a little bit between the sound company and then a represent, like it wasn't the greatest flow that everything that was coming my way was totally plausible. Like it all could have been. And then wow. something happened. It's some it point, you off. It was basically, I referenced, there's a person in this artist's world who's like, ultimately they're everything. Right. But he's not the production manager. He's not, he's like her longtime. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Anyway, <laughs> he's their longtime roadie, essentially. Yeah. And when they couldn't, when they kind of went silent there, that's when I was like, oh shit. And then I started, and I hadn't given anything up, mind you. Right. But right. Um, that's when I started sounding the alarms. And sure enough, they found out this guy and they prosecuted him the whole nine. And it all started by them contacting me. Whoa. So be curious. Just be careful. Yeah. You know, Just be careful. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, that brings up a whole nother point, you know, because I, um, you know, I do something uh, that some managers are cool with and some managers aren't, but it's a discussion that I have for sure with every single one of them, which is at the end of a tour or whatever, where I've archived, you know, months worth of stuff and they are saying, or I am saying, it's usually me, as a matter of fact, it's usually me walking into the production office and going, um, you know, two weeks before the end of the tour, Hey, you guys need to buy me six hard drives so that I can, you know, uh, burn you off all the, all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am very clear with management that I am holding on to a version of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, I'm not the guy that like gives it to them that, you know, here's, here's a copy of it. I'm going to erase everything unless that's what they want me to do. And here's why I've had a hundred times where I've had a, uh, you know, someone say to me, um, Oh, is this the only copy of it? And I've been like, Oh yeah, you know, that's, here's your copy of it or whatever. And then three years later come back and say, you know, do you have a copy of that? Cause they've lost their version. Right. Interesting. Um, so the thing that's sketchy about that is that I now have a closet full of, you know, yeah. stuff that's probably yeah. worth millions of dollars. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, so you just have to be careful about that and also um, be very clear that you're doing that. Never, ever, you know, tell, uh, don't tell a manager that you're holding on to a copy of it. Most managers and artists are like, good, we need to have multiple copies in different places. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, there's some that just say, no, nope, I want only one copy of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, cool. Well, I think we've kind of come to the end of this. Is there anything else you want to talk about backup wise? No, just save, save often store, save. store often the yeah. stuff you hear, you know, just do it. I think it's just something that you should make part of your workflow. And if you haven't, um, start doing it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, saving and backing up is, is just automatic for me mm -hmm. now, um, in a really bad OCD kind of a way, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. All right. Well, thanks for coming guys. We sure do appreciate it. And we hope you got a little something out of it. Um, and we'll see you next week. Take care. See you everybody. <laughs>